Welcome to The Daily Drive, a podcast from Ford Driving Skills for Life that delves into teen driving safety tips and instruction. This podcast will also highlight community awareness campaign ideas and personal stories of tragedy that have led to advocacy. We'll have conversations with the people who work to keep teens safe on the road every day. People like traffic safety experts, parents, teens, and professional driving instructors. And with that, I'll turn it over to professional race car driver and the lead for Driving Skills for Life driving instructor, Mike Speck. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Drive, presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life and the Ford Motor Company Fund. I'm your host, Mike Speck. March is Brain Injury Awareness Month, and this month provides a platform for educating the general public about prevention, incidents of brain injury, and the needs of people with brain injuries and their families. This is part two of a two-part series. Today, we have with us Wendy Burke, Vice President of Development and Communications, and Sue Quick, Public Education Coordinator. Both of them are with the Brain Injury Alliance of New Jersey. They're going to talk to us about their vision of a world where all preventable brain injuries are, in fact, prevented. Wendy and Sue are up next on The Daily Drive. Wendy and Sue, welcome to The Daily Drive. How are you? Excellent, thank you. Wendy, uh, let's start with you. Why don't you start basically by introducing yourself uh, and maybe give us a little bit of background on the Brain Injury Alliance of New Jersey. Thank you. I would love to. Uh, So my name is Wendy Burke, and I have been working at the Brain Injury Alliance of New Jersey for 20 years now. Um, The alliance was founded actually 40 years ago by parents whose children had sustained a traumatic brain injury, and they felt alone and they had no place to go. So they started at the kitchen of one of their homes and started taking calls from other parents who also had children who had sustained brain injuries. And we were founded based on their format that nobody should sustain and live with a brain injury alone and without support. So 40 years later, later, we have grown into the premier and only statewide nonprofit organization that helps to support and advocate for people who've been impacted by brain injury, but also to help prevent brain injuries from occurring. Mike, unfortunately, there is no cure for brain injury. And so the most that we can do is help to prevent those injuries from occurring. In fact, every 23 seconds in the United States, somebody sustains a traumatic brain injury. So during the time of our half hour conversation, 90 people will have sustained a traumatic brain injury. And those numbers are just unacceptable. Then, of course, we also work with those folks who have sustained acquired brain injuries, injuries that have occurred from strokes or brain tumors or anoxic injuries. So it's really hard to get a handle on exactly how many people have sustained brain injuries. But each year, it's estimated that over 5.3 million Americans live with disabilities that are caused by brain injury. I have to be honest with you, Wendy, I had no idea that the numbers were that pervasive. It is, it seems daunting, uh, to be honest with you. Sue, uh, I'd like to, to kind of ask you a question real quick. Uh, as we mentioned before, 
you're the public education coordinator uh, with the program. And I, I know that you have a special passion for this and that stems uh, from some personal experience. Would you mind sharing your story with us? No, not at all. Hi, Mike, thank you for having us today. Uh, you know, Wendy talked about the statistics about the numbers. Well, I'm here to tell you that our family is one of those statistics. Um, I'm a wife and a mom of four children. And in my former life, I used to be an elementary education teacher. But, you know, we lived a normal life. We had a normal, what we thought was normal life. And all that changed uh, back on the night of December 18th, 1990, when our third child, Brian, who was 12 at the time, was hit by a car while he was riding his bike. Um, he was life-flighted to our local trauma center. He sustained severe traumatic brain injury. He was in a coma for three weeks. And when he woke up, I can tell you that we were not prepared for the life that we were plunged into. I considered ourselves educated people. I was an educator. I thought I was pretty smart, but the world that we were introduced to was like one I'd never known before. When Brian woke up, he was not able to talk. He wasn't able to um, eat. He had to be fed through a tube. The only movement that he could do was a little movement of his head and some a little bit of his fingers. So he had no mobility. He lived in a wheelchair and Brian lived for 25 years, not being able to speak or eat or move. Imagine never saying a word again for 25 years. Brian passed away um, at age 37 back in 2015. So our family is living this life that we're trying to prevent. Um, we've lived for all these years with the impacts of having our child severely injured. And you know, after his, his injury, there wasn't internet back then. So fortunately I went to a conference and I was able to reach out to the Brain Injury Alliance of New Jersey. That's how I found them. And I actually, they helped support us. They were a lifeline for us. And then I actually volunteered with them and then eventually became an employee. And like Wendy, we both started 20 years ago with our organization. And for the last 20 years, that's what we've been doing is going out and raising awareness about these preventable brain injuries so that no other family has to go through the heartbreak and the tragedy and the trauma that our family's gone through. Thank you for sharing that with us, Sue. Um, Wendy, what's your passion derived from? What's the genesis for what gets you up in the morning and keeps you strong in the push to make awareness of brain injury uh, available? Well, I think just hearing Sue's story and knowing her family and Brian personally, uh, that's always been a personal passion of mine. And the people that I meet every single day whose lives were changed just like that, um, you know, and it's just if there's something that we can do to help prevent that, um, you know, that's that's our passion. And that's really the passion of all the employees of our organization um, is really just to prevent those injuries from happening and then to improve the quality of life for those people who are living with brain injury who are living a very different life than they once were and trying to increase awareness and how the public sees people with brain injury, how they interact with them. And 
truly that is a passion. And Mike, when you talk about where our strength comes from, it's the people that we work with, um, the strength that they have, the ability that they have showed me to persevere and to survive every day um, is what drives me personally. I've spoken with uh, victims of brain injury in the past. In fact, our previous segment was with Sean and Jenny Carter and Sean, Sean Carter, who, who can't speak, I want to say he's just a constant inspiration to me. He's been on our Ford Driving Skills for Life uh, programs to speak to the teams through his, his keyboard mechanism. And Wendy, I'd have to echo uh, your sentiments there. It's the people that you work with that make things like this pursuit of these uh, ideas so important. Uh, it's the folks that you work with that kind of drive you forward, I think. And I, I, again, Sean Carter is just one of those people. There's so much inspiration there. Let's go to the cause of these brain injuries. And Wendy, you had mentioned some of them uh, to begin with, but uh, I'd like to focus in on vehicle crashes. And I didn't realize this, uh, but from my understanding now, vehicle crashes are the number one cause of brain injury for teen drivers. Wendy, can you speak to that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why we got so heavily involved in our teen safe driving program is because we started seeing so many calls coming in and so many families seeking help for their teens and young adults who had sustained injuries in car crashes. Um, so Sue and I were part of the team that helped develop the program. And we started going out into the high schools all over the state to ask students, you know, what was going on? You know, like what, you know, what were their thoughts on when they started to drive? And what was some of the messaging and ways that we would be able to reach them and really try to make an input, um, you know, an impact on what it was they were doing? Our goal was to change behavior and let them recognize that what they were doing when they started driving was what part of the most dangerous things they'll probably ever do in their life and how to really make that sink in. It's, it's difficult for sure. I know on our Ford Driving Skills for Life hands-on programs, one of the biggest things that we, we try to address is behavior. Uh, we're all about giving them uh, the skills on how to drive properly, but that behavior can many times be a difficult nut uh, to crack. Um, Sue, do you have any input on on that idea of why uh, car crashes are the number one uh, cause of brain injury for teen drivers? Well, you know, Mike, um, teen drivers crash because they're inexperienced. Um, and it's it's one of the things that, you know, we as parents um, can help our teen drivers by making sure that we give them plenty of practice time with supervised driving that they can work on um, to practice their driving skills, to get comfortable with driving uh, in all road conditions and different roadways. So practice, practice, practice is one of the big things that we see because that can help inexperienced drivers. You know, another thing is parents, um, we want to make sure that we stay involved with our teen driving even after um, their permit, setting clear rules and responsibilities with our um, new drivers about 
what they need to do to maintain their privilege of driving is another way that we as parents can help keep our teens safe. And, you know, let's not forget that our kids are watching us as we, as we drive and they're picking up our habits, whether they're good or bad. So making sure that we buckle up, making sure that everyone in our car buckles up, puts their seatbelt on, uh, driving, um, not driving distracted, putting down our phone, and making sure that we follow all the rules, uh, rules of the roads are ways that we can help um, our children be safe on the roads. You know, data shows time and again that parent engagement in the teaching process is critical to making sure that uh, teens become successful drivers. But I know also as an educator, Sue, you know that teachers play a role as well. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, sure, Mike. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. So driver education teachers are critical in educating our future drivers and getting them on the roadway safer. Um, you know, driver ed class is the one class that all the kids in school want to get to. They're excited to get to learn. They want to pass the class and get their permit and their license because that's their, that's their key to independence and freedom. And so that's why we at the Brain Injury Alliance of New Jersey have worked to develop um, all these programs and resources to support our driver education teachers and also to enhance their driver education curriculum. And that's programs like the Champion School program that Wendy was talking about. This program is designed to get teens speaking to each other about teen driving safety. Um, and it's, you know, with their campaigns that they create in, these, in their schools, they raise awareness about driving safety and they create a culture within their school and communities that help make um, teen driving safety a, a priority topic. That uh, teen to teacher input is critical. That teen to teen peer pressure is also, uh, especially when it's good pressure, is a great uh, mechanism. I know I went through both of those when I was getting my permit uh, and then my license. But uh, following that, I also had some experience, uh, unfortunately, with law enforcement. I got pulled over. And so, Wendy, I want to kind of bring you in on this. Um, you know, I, I know that parents and teachers obviously look, they play a huge role in making sure that teens are going to be safe. But, you know, law enforcement does as well. They're, they're out there to do the right thing for teens. Can you speak to it a bit? Sure, absolutely. And the work that we do, we try to encompass all of our safety partners. So we involve the teen, we involve the parents, the teachers, and also that very important segment of law enforcement. Because we mostly think of, Mike, your memory of getting pulled over by a police officer. But police officers are there to keep us safe and to make sure that our teens are following the laws, those very important laws that were put in place to ensure safer roads. Um, so we work very closely with law enforcement across the state, um, seeing them as really a key partner in not only the enforcement, but also the education. And so often we'll, back in the time when we would walk into classrooms, you know, we would walk into the classroom and, and you know, talk to teens about different things they can do to be safe. But when we partnered that with a, a member of law enforcement, when they walked in with their uniform and stood there with, with a certain authority, um, you could see that it really sinks in. And I will tell you from working so closely with law enforcement, I could assure you their role is not to be difficult. 
Their role is to make sure that they are not knocking on your loved one's door and sharing some bad news because any police officer will tell you that is the worst thing that they have to do in their job. And so, you know, when we start looking at law enforcement as being our partner in keeping teens safe, um, we've had great success with that. Can we expand on that just a little bit more, Wendy? I, I know that uh, it works for, for teen drivers, but I know that that's not your only uh, area of focus. Uh, explain to me how that kind of moves forward and, and how uh, the state of New Jersey is looking at kind of affecting in a positive way uh, drivers of all ages. Sure. So obviously we know that teens are one piece of safety amongst our roadways, but we know that it's not the only piece. And so our programs are really aimed at drivers at all levels. In fact, Mike, we start at birth educating parents about making sure that they have their newborn baby in an appropriate and safe car seat. And we believe that transportation safety starts right there at birth through wearing helmets when wheels are under your feet to crossing the street and being a safe pedestrian. Um, but also those very important factors that we know are impacting our roadway safety every day, which are distractions, which are speed, which is impairment. Um, so we address all those issues, um, including the vulnerable user. So we focus on how to share the road with motorcycles and things that motorcycle riders can be can do to stay safe. Uh, we also have a very strong emphasis on pedestrian and bike safety. And what we have found as a statewide nonprofit organization is that when we work with other community partners, it leads to success. So in New Jersey, um, we've created uh, different programs and social media messaging so that when we talk to the public, we're talking in one unified voice. The message is consistent and the message goes out to everybody through multiple partners in a shared commitment. So in New Jersey, we are fortunate that there are so many people, including education, including law enforcement, you know, state government, the private sector, we are all working together to help increase awareness to keep everybody safe on the roadway. Sue, uh, what if you don't live in New Jersey? Uh, are there means to learn about brain injury? If, if you've had a brain injury, is there uh, some type of way to get information on resources to help you? Yeah, sure, Mike. So um, first of all, if you don't live in New Jersey and you have, um, you're seeking information on uh, brain injury, um, I think it's 46 states now have a state chapter of a brain injury alliance or association in their state. And you can go to your, you know, go and Google your uh, statewide brain injury association. Um, you can also um, go to other um, sites that we have, such as um, National Highway Traffic Safety has good information on how to help keep your um, children safe. Um, you know, and as far as from a parent perspective, if you're looking to try to um, get involved in helping to keep your new driver safe um, and you're trying to figure out where to go, first of all, I would familiarize yourself with your state GDL laws. Make sure that you know those laws and that you can enforce and make sure your teen driver follows those laws. And then secondly, I would, I would suggest that you do what Wendy was talking with our organization. 
join together with other like-minded parents. You know, our organization was born around a kitchen table by parents. So if you're interested in what can we do to keep our teens safe, join with local parents and maybe go to your local school. See if you can um, get a SAD chapter um, started at your school. Perhaps see if you can get your PTA or PTO to host a teen parent um, interactive driving event. Um, you could also reach out to your local um, community leaders and your law enforcement and gather together in your community and let the teens in your community know that their safety is your top priority, that you are really interested, all the adults in their lives want to keep them safe. If you go on to the state level, you could join um, a statewide advocacy group. Um, Wendy's talked about in, our, in New Jersey, we have both county and statewide highway traffic safety coalitions. Um, we're always seeking members of the public to give their input. Uh, you can also become an advocate for um, tougher transportation safety laws in your state. Go to you, you know, connect with your local legislator and find out what they're doing um, with laws to make sure that in the state that you live, everyone knows that young lives matter and that we're working together to help make everybody safer on our roadways. Wendy, if people want to contact you directly, uh, what's the best way to do that? Uh, through our website, uh, which is BIANJ.org um, or info at BIANJ.org. Um, and what I will say, in addition to what Sue just mentioned, um, feel free to reach out to us, uh, regardless of where you live, and we will help connect you to services or resources um, in your state. So feel free to contact us at info at BIANJ.org, and we will connect you to where you need to be. Thank you both for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, I thought it was a very, very good interview, and I, I have to admit, the information was was shocking. I, I just simply didn't realize the pervasiveness of it. Uh, again, I thank you for being on the program. Be safe. Thank, well, thank you. you. You too. You Bye. All right, everybody. So that was another uh, segment of the Daily Drive. And this was our second in a two-part series, again, highlighting that March is uh, Brain Injury Awareness Month. All of this is made available to you because of Ford's philanthropic arm, the Ford Motor Company Fund. And the Daily Drive is part of the Ford Driving Skills for Life Greater Educational Umbrella. All the material on the Daily Drive, all the material in our Ford Driving Skills for Life program, including the hands-on uh, part of it is all free of charge. If you want more information, you can go to our website at drivingskillsforlife.com. Just from a non-hands-on perspective, you can go on over to our academy. And on that academy, there are several videos that will give you some, some great ideas on how to be a safe driver. Look, if you're a teenager, we're not talking down to you. We're just trying to help you to be safer. And one of the ways that we do that is we just address the problems that, that we know are out there that you might not be aware of. This is Mike Speck for The Daily Drive signing off. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you back here the next time.
for tuning in to this episode of The Daily Drive, presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Ford Driving Skills for Life and on Instagram and Twitter at Ford DSFL. You can find a video version of this podcast on our Facebook page or on YouTube. We hope you'll tune in again to this podcast for news you can use to keep teen drivers safe on the road.